It's good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, excited to uh, continue our series, Making Change. I'm just going to remind you as we get into today that uh, no matter where you're at, no matter what you came in here with, thinking you know or do not know, I, I'm going to challenge you and say that you are probably comfortable with a lot of things in your life. And uh, there are probably some things that you think are untouchable in the sense of what you will change or what you are willing to even talk about changing. Um, and I know that uh, it does not matter what age there is. There is a three-year-old or a two or a three-year-old in my house, about to be three. Um, I'd probably get in trouble. He's two still till this end of this month. So I'll just say he's two. But he doesn't like change either. All right. So I know that. But I also have met um, some wiser um, later in life people. All right. We're just going to avoid the older word. And uh, uh, we didn't do a very good job. But they, uh, they don't like change either. Uh, most of the time, because uh, when you get a little older in life, you know what you like, and you've stuck with it for however long you've been alive. And so asking or having someone talk about change uh, is like telling you that you've failed, because <laughs> they're changing something that you decided to do for a long time, and that feels like failure, and I get that. And there's every in-between. I'll just say early college, uh, all right, you are, you are deciding. Look at me right here. You're, you're deciding who you are, and you're making choices, and you're trying to adult, right? I'm adulting. I just so you know, that never goes away, all right? 30-year-olds in here, who are, who's still trying to adult at 30, all right? I have like one honest person, all right? The rest of you are like, no, I'm adulting. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't change, all right? And it doesn't change in 40s or 50s or 60s either. Everybody still asks the question, am I doing a good job? Everybody still asks the question, should I be doing something different? And so I'm just challenging you as we're talking about making change. Don't just settle into comfortable. Don't just settle into what you know. Don't just settle into everything's okay. I'm, I'm holding all the pieces. All right, everything's fine. And, and I really want you to, to give yourself, to open yourself up and to say, maybe, maybe there are some things in my life that, that would be good to look at a little closer. Uh, maybe there are some things in my life that I need to go, I probably need to make a change. And uh, today's topic and what we're going to talk about today, uh, I think will be challenging. And, and I think it's one of those things that uh, most of us are going to find ourselves on one end of the spectrum of the other or somewhere in between. I don't think this is a topic that anybody can avoid, uh, but it doesn't make it fun to talk about. All right. Can I just, can I just be forthcoming? This, this isn't one of those ser sermons, I'll just be honest, that I like got, I like get ready for and I get excited about and I'm like, oh, Yeah. Let's do that one. That sounds like so much fun. They're just going to be so responsive. Everybody's going to just write these encouraging notes to me. And everybody's just going to want to just talk about how awesome and oh, made me feel so good. Because when you talk about debt, all right, no one gets excited. No one, when I just said that word, was like, oh, goody, I'm so glad we're here. I just needed this so much. All right. There's some of you in here that have a bunch of debt. And, and you, I just said that word and you literally just wanted to go invisible and just literally just, I'm not here. <laughs> just like creep out. Others, you, you have no debt whatsoever. So you just literally started picking out the people around you that you're like, good, I'm glad they're here so they can hear this. All right. And then there's some people in between that you're like, we have a little, it's not really that big of deal. <laughs> Don't hang on. That's not that big of a deal. It's not really that issue, but I, maybe I'll pay attention a little if it's good. I'll have my coffee in here because they took it away, so I'm going to have a hard time staying awake today, but I'll try. But I hope, wherever you're at on that spectrum, that you'll realize that uh, debt is something that's very much a part of our society. 
Uh, it's very much so that uh, it's something that each of us have to deal with, whether we're avoiding it, uh, whether we're trying to stay out of it, or whether we just find ourselves 10 feet under, looking up going, maybe it's never going to get better. And the whole point of today's idea or message is just this one concept. It's uh, stress is bad. <laughs> Everybody say that with me. Stress is bad. Let's try it one more time. Stress is bad. You know what I never hear myself saying? I'm just so glad I'm stressed. Man, you know, if I wasn't stressed, I don't know what I'd do with my life. <laughs> you know, stress just makes me just, ooh, just want to get up in the morning. You know, it's crisp, cold days. Stress is just a great motivator to just, whoo, excited for the day. I never hear myself saying that. And I know you don't say that. In fact, I would say that stress is one of those things that's crippling. Stress is one of those things that leads to poor decision-making, outbursts of anger, sadness, depression, brokenness. Uh, stress is one of those things that makes you just a great parent, isn't it? Oh, man, I make some of my best decisions as a parent when I'm stressed, right? Just keep talking. Keep asking those questions. I'm going to snap at a three-year-old. It's going to be fun, right? But yet, but yet, debt is one of those things that can cause so much stress. It can cause so much stress, and, and you don't even realize it because it's been so consistent. It, it's just been there all the time. Uh, it's a constant thing. And so it becomes one of those things that you just learn to deal with, but stress is bad. Now, uh, a few years ago, we went on a campaign here at Kingsway to, to go after our building and our financial debt as a church. And I'll just tell you flat out, we rocked it, all right? We knocked it out. We, uh, we did this thing called Unchained. In fact, uh, I saw his keychain the other day, and I was like, dude, do you remember that? And he was like, what's that for again? I was like, come on, man, come on. I was like, we're Unchained, we're debt-free, it's a church, this is amazing. And I'll just tell you, this has been the first year as a church, we've just been able, you're sitting in elders meetings behind the scenes, you're just looking at things, and there's just this freedom that is there. There's this, this thought process is, we know as a church, look, it is not about the now, why we did this. It's about future ministry. It's about realizing that our kids' kids could be affected by the thought of us not having debt as a church. The power of that. And it all came from one proverb. And we, all, we, we, we read this. This was something that was just posted everywhere. We talked about it constantly. And, and here it was. It was, it was Proverbs 22.7. This is what it says. The rich rule over the poor, but the borrower is slave to the lender. We didn't want a bank telling us how to do ministry and what our limits were. We didn't want our mortgage payment to limit what God wanted to do or limit our budget or limit what. We didn't want to have to give homage to them before we could honor God. And we said, what if what if we just take this and we say, what if we just go, let's break free. Let's unchain ourselves. Let's live in that freedom. And we did it. Over $500,000 in just a few years was paid off. And we did it. And whether you were part of that 
or not, guess what? You are living in that freedom now. And the choices that we're making and the future that is in front of us. Now, if that is not motivating to listen into the rest of this message, I don't know what is. Because here's the thing. I am not the guiltless wonder up here. Monitoring system. All right? I don't get up here and instantly go, sweet, now you all know I'm debt-free. Right? That's not how it works. I am not debt-free. So let's just be honest about that from the get-go. All right? So as I'm preparing this message, it's not convicting to me at all. I don't listen to this and go, man, I should really do this. <laughs> I should really do this. I do. I absolutely do. I went to college. Who went to college in here? College is free, right? Stupid, right? It's not. All right? Cars never break. Washer and dryers never go out. I've got kids right now that are losing teeth, and I'm just staring at the crooked ones that are coming in. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> I, I get that. Life happens. I tell Katrina all the time, man, we, we should have had more fun with our debt. We didn't even have fun with the debt we had. We like, had to study and then repair things. That's not fun. We should have gone at least on a vacation or done something silly. But it doesn't change the fact that when I strip it down and I ask myself, is debt-free something that is worth pursuing? That the, the testimony as a church, that I have seen what has freed up, it, if it does not translate to my personal life, I am missing the opportunity to recognize the power that would be in the idea of you not being a slave and me not being a slave to a lender. And it's not about getting rich. It's about being a steward. It's about living inside your means. It's about exercising the ability to know where you're positioned and do what you're called. And practically wise, look, this is going to have a full range of practical stuff because we're just going to talk about three simple prayers that you and I can pray if we're trying to get out of or avoid debt. And it's going to be full of practical things. But I'm telling you, the challenging side for me is not the practical side where like you see the numbers and you recognize the money that you could have access to and you're like, get really excited because you're like, oh man, more money. Yeah, that, that is motivating to a degree. And if you're not a Christ follower, look, that will still be motivating to you. But look, those of you who are walking with Christ, the spiritual side of this, you recognize it's bigger than the practical side. Uh, it's so much bigger there is so much going on with how we treat the treasures in our life, how we treat the things that are valuable in our life, what we choose to do with our desires and our wants, and how we choose to act those out in balance or in measure in our daily choices, where we choose to invest and where we choose to deplete, what we choose to do with our choices of being a blessing or choosing to turn inward and a hoard to see everything that we've been given just for our lives. And I'll tell you, I hope that the practical side is informative, helpful, that you take steps. But I hope that for you in here, that look, you could be at the very end and looking back and wishing. I hope the spiritual side, it's not about the numbers. It's about doing what's wise. 
It's about listening to your heavenly father who wants the best for you and taking steps to follow him. That's the part of this that just gets me because that's what I'm trying to do in every area of my life. So, you ready? Three prayers to pray when getting out of debt or, because some of you in here are like, I'm already out, I don't have to listen, all right? Add it in there or avoiding it. All right? Or avoiding it. Because I know some of you in here, you already were like, chick. All right? Not the way this works. First prayer is this God, give me self control. God, give me self control. Like a city whose walls are broken is a person who lacks self-control. What you think you've built as a security system for your life that would maintain a sense of peace and security and hope is broken because of your inability to quiet the two-year-old that lives inside of you that still says, I want, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, I need. And for a lot of us, this is not a, uh, one of those moments that we recognize that uh, we need more self-control. How many of you guys have ever prayed for self-control? Uh, just, just to be honest, that's just one of those prayers that you already pray, all right? Absolutely, all right? Those are, that's like, that's like <laughs> AA meetings, right? Hi, I'm Trevor. I have no self-control, all right? <laughs> that's just personally where I stand, all right? I, I am absolutely, this is like the number one thing that I would have to work on. This is the thing. And here's the crazy thing. Maybe some of you are, are, are this way with your self-control. I am a nickel or dime myself to death type of person. All right? I am a Red Bull here, a piece of pizza at Casey's there, a cinnamon twist at Taco Bell here. Ooh, nice disc, golf disc for cheap online. All right? Oh, uh, this uh, movie is rented. I, look, I have a coupon, all right? Which always is crazy, right? You're going to dollar off your $3 thing. You're like, you still spent $2, but I got a dollar off, all right? And just nickel and dime, right? All right, ladies in here, thrift, thrift shops, all right? Can we just talk about it? I'm going to hit some of you right in the heart. I'm so sorry. Thrift shops, all right? $5 bag, right? You walk in there and you're like, fill this bag for $5, all right? Yeah, it's still $5. <laughs> it is. Kohl's. How many of y'all shop at Kohl's? They are notorious, right? They bump their prices 400%, then they give you 40% off, plus Kohl's cash, plus if you use your Kohl's card, oh my gosh, it's still $5. <laughs> right? Nickel and that. No, 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 no. Some of you in here, you didn't fit into that category. You're the blow it all at once, people. You didn't nickel and dime. You just bought the truck and then the boat right? And then the shed to put the boat in all in one day. You hadn't spent money in 10 years, but then you just come in, you're like, we got it. We did it. Yes. Right? And you're just staring at the truck and the boat and the shed, right? To put it in. mistake to undermine your entire self-control for the last, you know, you've avoided Starbucks for years, but that new car is mine and I will make it mine, right? I mean, you're just all at once. Self-control, I deserve it. I have made wise choices. I have been self-controlled. I deserve it for myself to buy this purse. 
this thing. And in one moment, snaps it. So here's what we're going to do. This is the first thing we're going to do. It's not in your notes, so you have to just remember this. Saying this to myself too. We're going to learn to say no so that we can say yes more later. We're going to learn to say no so we can say yes more later. How many people, and myself included, that you, you see someone in need and you go, I wish I could give? Uh, how, many, how many times have you experienced something where a family member or someone that's close to you is in a, in a place of need and you want, I mean, your heart breaks for that, but you're not positioned to be able to help. Uh, how many wish one of you could stay home with your kids? And you, you just wish you could, you could take advantage of this short period of time. And, and you just wish there was an opportunity for one of you to stay home, but you don't, it's not even an option. It's not even close to an option from where you're at. How many would like to go and be able to travel see the world, grow your understanding, have an opportunity to even do some mission trips or work outside of the United States or in, but you look at your time and your current obligations and you have to say, no, I can't. What if, what if your goal is not to just be debt-free? What if your goal is not to be debt-free what if, what if your goal is to be able to say yes later more? What, what if your goal is not to just be able to go, I'm financially responsible, but actually to have at the heart of your goal is to be able to say, I want to be able to meet those needs when I feel God's call. I, I want to be able to take advantage of present opportunities in an amazing way because I have positioned myself well. I want to be able to go when God calls me. I want to be able to move when God calls me because I have said no now. I can say yes more. See, this is so much larger than just recognizing you're paying more for this than you should or you're not, you know, you're not taking full advantage of what your money could possibly get you. Uh, this is so much more of recognizing that this is the toddler in all of us. This is the wrestle, this, this little child inside of us to the ground. <laughs> Put him in his room and then go, we need to, to adult. We need to change the way we think, change the way we act, change our choices. Because if we don't, what will end up happening is you'll say no forever. You'll never be able to say yes. You'll position yourself in such a way that your heart will yearn what you will never be able to do. And that to me, that sounds devastating. No now, so you can say yes more later. The second prayer we're going to pray is this, God, give me understanding. Give me 
understanding. Uh, my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. This is Hosea. It's just a powerful testimony. If you ever read the book of Hosea, it's just a fun thing. We're like, your ignorance has a consequence. You ever heard that one? Your ignorance has a consequence. Um, one of the ways that this has shown up in my life, and I'm really, I, I know this is a painful thing to listen to. I know a lot of us in here, look at their debt. There's, there are car pills. There are mortgages. There are medical bills. There are lots of things. And I'm not trying to pick on anyone. I'm just trying to help you understand some certain concepts, all right? This is one of the ones that I wrote down. It's not even in your notes yet. We're going to get to the next one. Here's, here's one I wrote down. If you bought a brand new car for $35,000, all right? This is just, uh, I know for some of you, are like, I would never do that. All right, but that's all right. Let's just, just walk with me. All right, just walk with me here. The average interest rate in Missouri right now is 6.5% over 60 months, five years. All right? You're going to pay $5,843 in interest over those 60 months. The car itself will be worth $40,800 at the end of that five years. But the, the depreciation over that five years is 60%, which means you'll pay $40,000, and at the end of five years, your car will be worth sixteen. You will lose that much money over the course of five years. $40,000 for sixteen. You know that $5,800 will buy you a dang good Honda Accord, about 2005, with about 110,000 miles. Mine's been going for 150. Got a broken windshield. One of the windows has got a wood board in it, right? We call that thing just go, 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 go car. I mean, I just, every time we try to sacrifice it on the idol of humility, we just keep picking it back up going, this baby is just amazing, all right? For some of you can't swallow that pill. I get it. That car was only $4,400 when I bought it. I, I, I just wonder, I just wonder, what if, what if we just knew some of this stuff? That when we walk onto a car lot, we're not just going, sweet, but we're actually asking questions a little differently. Let me just come about this in a different way, because some of you cars are like, I, I get it, you grew up with this idea that you can make the payment, therefore you can afford it. I get that. I understand that. Let's just take that to credit cards, though. Uh, the average credit card debt right now in, in, uh, in Missouri is $8,500, but they, they say that that's kind of skewed because there's, it's more like, uh, it's a lot higher, but there's a lot less people that want to admit that they have credit card debt when they talk about it. Does that make sense? So it's like one of those things that like, eh, that these, get, these numbers get a little skewed. So I just went with a, we just went with a flat rate of $16,000. $16,000, a lot, all right? But that's like four kids in braces. Oh, that's a lot. I'm like, eh, Really? Not really. That's uh, it's just sometimes just like a accumulation over five, ten years that can easily happen. If you're doing one or two thousand dollars a year, you just find yourself going, "Holy cow, here we are!" All right, so let's just do an average. Uh, let's do sixteen thousand. This can be on the screen, uh, and uh, sixteen thousand, and it's a nineteen percent interest rate, which would be if you may ask to payment sometimes, and then your interest rates maybe pumped up. So at nineteen thousand or at uh, sixteen thousand, at nineteen percent interest, you're paying two hundred fifty dollars a month. Okay. So over the course of 40 years, if you paid it off at minimum payment, you would pay $105,000 without adding anything else to that $16,000. I know a lot of us didn't like math in school, all right? Those are not good numbers, though, all right? Those are really not good numbers. 
Now, that's compound interest for you. That just means that the interest that you're not able to pay off, the interest that's growing behind the scenes as you're making that minimum payment is actually hurting you so much that you don't recognize that you're not actually paying on principle. You're just making the minimum payment and the bank is just sitting there and making money off of your choices. That's sad, right? Now, here's the flip side of this. This is what's even cooler. So let's take that same $16,000 and let's actually invest it, right? Now, some of you are like, if I had $16,000, I get it. All right, we're playing with money. That's fine. We're just doing this just to show you. But if you, if you invested that $16,000 and you found a mutual fund or found an investment that would give you 12% return, over 40 years, that gives you a $1.5 million. That's a lot of yeses to what God's calling you to do. That's a lot of movement when God calls you to move. That's a lot of being able to be the hands and feet of Jesus rather than being chained up. Now, here's where you get to really have some fun. This, this is really cool. Let's just say you had that 16000 but then you were able to give 250000 into that fund every month. Rather than making your minimum payment, you're investing it. So you, you initially put that 16000 in there, but then every month you add 250 because you're just on that budget plan and you're ready. That 12% over 40 years becomes over $4 million. Some of you are like, I'm in. <laughs> like, right? Like, that's a lot of yeses later. So, not trying to point fingers, not trying to make you feel like you're just the scum of the earth. What are we going to do? I just think for us, myself included, you have an area right now in your life. Take that down because that's just depressing for a lot of us that just are like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. There's no way it's going to ever happen. All right? But I hope you do. It's in your notes. It's online at kingswaymo.com. You can look at those figures again. You can check them, right? But some of us, look, mine, there's an area of struggle in my mind that is my student loans, all right? That's what it is. And I recognize that not all of us will come in here with the same. You may have three vehicles right now that you're paying more than a mortgage to just take care of your vehicles, uh, for some of you, it just may be medical bills that have just piled up and you're just staring at them going, this will never, ever change. Having the, the humility and the absolute courage to ask hard questions is a part of this process. And that means you need to get information. You don't need to make assumptions. You need to learn what's really going on. What are you really up against? And that is a scary thought. If you call the hospital, if you call the student loan company, if you call the credit card company, if you call the person that has your auto loan, and you start asking those questions, I will tell you, that is one of the first steps to actually moving and changing some things. Because when you hear them just bold-faced tell you the truth, not what you thought, but the truth, you will have a firm foundation to make a change if you want to.
Not maybe, maybe someday, not a, I don't know, but you'll actually know what you need to do because you'll have the right facts. And those are hard calls. But for some of you in here, you've just been ignoring it for too long. You just need to get the information. You need to gain some understanding. You need to reach out. And for those of you that hadn't made these mistakes yet, inform yourself, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Don't get slick wick out there with the, on the car lot, wheeling and dealing and just pulling you in, all right? Don't, don't let people pretend that you know what you're talking about. Inform yourself. Gain some understanding. You can do it. We're going to pull. God, give me understanding. Help me learn. And the last thing we're going to pray is, God, give me a plan. Give me a plan. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as the haste leads to poverty. You ever been in a hurry and stubbed your toe in the middle of the night and you had to pee? Maybe you didn't have to pee. Maybe you had to do something else. All right, we won't talk about that one. But you were running, all right? And you stubbed it. And you thought, man, that hurt. And that's all you thought, all right? You ever been moving in slow motion and thought, well, that would have really hurt if I was moving faster? I had that happen the other night was doing one of these because our room is a landmine of Legos sometimes. And I was like, please, no, no, no. And I like bumped into one and was like, ha ha. And then I stepped right in another one. And I was you know, like, dang it, I forgot my strategy. <laughs> For so much of us, uh, this becomes like a, a, a game of hot pocket, you know, or, or like a hot potato. Uh, you know, we like try to pay Tom to, to pay Steve and then, or to borrow from Tom to pay Steve and we try to balance everything and, and our plan is what? Our plan is survival. Uh, that's our plan, right? And, and we can justify it however we want because we're able to put food on the table, we got a roof over and we need a car and, and we have to have this, we have to have that and, and what it ends up coming down to is your plan is basically whatever I feel, however I feel that day, that's my plan. And some days you wake up and you're like, yes, I got this. And other days you wake up and you, what do you say? Getting the coffee. <laughs> I don't care. All right? Putting it on the card. Doesn't matter today. All right? So what do you need? You need something that isn't affected by emotions. You need something that was decided on in the moments when you had your mind and your heart and you had the facts and you sat down and you made decisions before that little two-year-old got out of his room and is trying to make his <laughs> way into your choices, right? Uh, you need a plan. You need to make a plan. One of the things I wrote down in here that, that I was thinking about was, uh, you know, nobody stumbles out of debt. Nobody mistakes themselves out of debt. Uh, they fall into it, Right? And just think of a pit. Let's just pretend like debt is a pit, because that's what it feels like. You're just at the bottom, everybody else is up there at the party, and you're just down here going, someday, right? And you're just like, I want to, and someday, right? And, and you're just, but how'd you get down into that pit, right? Nobody like slowly crawled down the rope and was like, oh yes, this place looks awesome, right? No, you, you just you fell in, you caught yourself like a couple feet down, and then you were like, oh man, it's kind of dark in here. 
and you fall again, right? And then it's a little darker, and then you try to crawl your way up, and then you slip back down. And then before you know it, you're, you're just walking around at the bottom going, oh man, I hope I just fall back up to the top. Right? I hope I just, woo, there we go, I'm out. And, and that is just not how financial freedom is found. It's just not how we're going to discover it. So you have to take the information, harness your self-control, and sit down at the dinner table, or the coffee table, or the desk, and you have to look at numbers. And you look at what you have, what you're coming in, and what you pay for. And then you have to make them, like, match. You have to do that. You remember back, who remembers when you would go to 7-Eleven and you would count every nickel and dime you could find out of your, your sofa? You remember that? You remember you just dug the sofa out and you found every little thing. You know, me, it was an ice cream, Snicker bars, and a Slurpee. That's what I wanted. And if I could find enough, I'll get both of them. All right? But I knew down to the cents with the tax what I needed. And so I'd go digging through, and I'd find it, and then I'd have it, right? I didn't go down to 7-Eleven with just a pocket of change going, I hope. You know why? Always a line. Always. And you just pop this giant thing of change. You watch the guy eye roll. He tells you the amount, and what do you do slowly? You're like, oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> right? Please have enough. The only difference is you're not a little kid anymore. So if there's not enough, what do you do? You pull out the card. The card has it. The card has enough. The card will make it work. The card will make the stress go away in the moment. The card will make me feel better that I'm secure until the card comes back declined. And I'm telling you, Unless we make plans. Unless we, and look, I'm speaking to myself. Unless we make choices that are different, we will find ourselves at the bottom of this pit, even, even being able to see the things that God is calling us to do and wishing we could just get out to find the freedom to do it. This is not about getting rich. This is about being able to walk in what God is calling us to do, to be a blessing to those around us. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to tie this all up in a second. We have a guy in our church, I mentioned last week, his ministry is to help people find freedom, is to help them figure this out. And I just literally went and bought, got a bunch of his business cards. And uh, you don't even have to talk to me, all right? You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to, we don't have to lock eyes. We don't have to think about the horrible things that we've all done financially. I know that's the stress of it, right? And for some of you in here, you just want to avoid debt. That's all this is. It's not about like all this stuff you have. This is just about you going, uh, I just want to make some wise choices with like my retirement. Uh, I just want to make some wise choices with the, uh, the insurance I have. And I, I'm ignorant about some of that stuff. And, and I don't really get it. And you know what you just need? You need somebody that's going to see through your bologna sandwiches and tell you the truth, give you the right information, and is going to do it in love. Who's going to do it and look at you and say, I can help, but it's going to be up to you, your self-control. You're informing yourself and getting a plan and sticking to it.
If I can just wrap this up in 30 seconds, because I know I've gone a little longer. You guys have paid attention so well, even without your coffee. I'm proud of you. All right? We did it together. I almost brought coffee in here like three times when I knew <laughs> I'd be the one that would spill and then it would just be a memory forever. But look, if I can bring this, Jesus didn't die for you to stay in any pit. Jesus didn't come, give his life, defeat death so that you could die to the almighty dollar. He just didn't. You know what he came from? Your freedom. And it was bought at a higher cost than gold and silver or little pieces of bills or plastic cards. He, was, he paid the ultimate price for you. And our response is not just a physical one with how we put numbers down on our page. Our response is our hearts surrendered, believing in his plan, choosing to gain understanding that we would walk in that plan, and then reinforcing that plan with our spouses, with our friends, with our connect groups, with people like this that will hold us to it and call us to something that maybe know now that would free up future ministry for all of us. That we would truly be able to be a blessing. Listen, you cannot give the shirt you don't have. You can't do it. God is calling us to listen to him, to believe in him, and to call us into freedom. Nothing would be our slave owners, that we would be free from our lenders. Nothing would master us, and that we would surrender intentionally, each of us, to his plan.